Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbomb. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. in the world these days, my friend. We'll get through it together. This is Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott behind the mic today. The production brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. A bit of a somber day around these parts. Uh, Airplane coming down over Iran shortly after takeoff yesterday. A lot of ties to the Edmonton Iranian community there, so I'd like to first off express condolences to those impacted by that um, that tragic event and more information trickling down throughout the rest of this afternoon. What can you say other than uh, hug your loved ones tight and let's try and battle through this one together. Uh, That's about as much as I can offer on that front. bit of a more positive note the Oilers are doing quite well on this road trip a road trip that could have made or broken this season yeah I've said that a couple times but you head out east with a with a team that has definitely been finding itself over the last few weeks and you don't necessarily know what you're going to get but Oilers with points and four straight they are sticking around in the playoff hunt they are third place in the Pacific so up out of the wild card position and into just a regular playoff position with 51 points 
Got a busy show for you as always today. Uh, Bob Stoffer will check in from practice. Oilers on the ice right now in Montreal. You might be surprised to learn as he wasn't with this team on the road trip to date, but is skating with them now. Matt Benning did make the trip over to Quebec. He is skating with the team. To me, I'm not going to guarantee it, but the next game after this is in Calgary. So if there wasn't a strong chance that he was going to dress tonight, why would they bother flying him out there? I'm not sure. So uh, I guess we'll find out more from Bob on how that looked. And, of course, the team coming off the off day yesterday. It's the Habs tomorrow. So one more skate in as this January schedule is quite uh, dispersed for the Oilers, something that I know that they welcomed uh, quite handily. So we'll hear from Bob. At about 12.15 this afternoon, 12.35 for the first time in a couple of weeks, we'll hear from Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, get his thoughts on the Oilers and some other goings-on around the hockey world. 105, he is uh, one of the highest, uh, at least on internet interaction, the highest praised guests that we have, and that is David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. We'll check in with him after a couple-week absence as well at 105 today. And then at 1.35, Sportsnet's John Shannon. Have not heard from him since the Oilers' big win over the Leafs in Toronto. We'll assess the magnitude of that. Of course, uh, put a bow on Connor's incredible goal there in that game as well. Pleased to be joined behind the glass today by producer of Inside Sports, Dave Campbell, who's pinch hitting. Dave, how's it going today? I'm well, Brennan. How are you? I'm doing uh, well, all things considered. Yeah. Weather's a little ugly. News was a little ugly today, but we keep on keeping on, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, express my condolences as well to the Iranian community. Just uh, just an absolute tragedy. It's been a, a tough start to the to the new year of 2020, that's for sure. So hopefully better things are on the horizon. But, you know, switching gears, this is Oilers now. Uh, I'm with you. I'm uh, impressed with the Oilers, impressed that they're staying in the fight, and that's good. You know, that's what they're doing what they need to do right now. Can they catch fire and win tomorrow, win three straight? They haven't done that in a long time. I'm looking forward to that, to, 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 to finding out that answer. 100%. And I'll tell you what, the team has played much better in front of Mike Smith, and I think that's helped him get a little bit of his groove back, which is something that they, they need now more than ever as we move into the latter part of this season. As we saw last year when Koskinen had a heavy workload it really didn't work well. So they need Smith to be playing like he is. They also need to help him out. You know, looking at at all the teams in the Western Conference that are in the playoffs, the Oilers are the only team with a minus goal differential. Minus five hitting into last night's action. So that's not a good trend. So they got to start playing better in front of the front of the goaltender and you know, Darnell Nurse said something after the game on uh, on Monday in Toronto that I, I liked. You know, the five-on-five five play has been good, and we focus on it from an offensive standpoint. Well, it's been a five-man unit in the other zone, too, and that's what has to happen. And this team, let's be fair, they don't always buy into that. Mm-hmm. They always think that they're more of an offensive team than maybe they really are outside of, you know, two, three guys. Kyler Yamamoto's made a big difference in the top six, but five on five in all three zones, it's been much better. It sure has, and yeah, you hit it, uh, and we'll talk a little bit with Bob and then move down the line with John Shannon as well about Kyler Yamamoto's impact and who might be next to fill that role. I think Tyler Benson is probably your, your next candidate. Having a little internal competition, to me, a very good thing because that should be fueling the motor motivation of a guy like Jujar Kara who may be in or out of this lineup here as we move forward the next couple games. If you want to keep in touch with us, you can do so on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline. That's 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion embers at the River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. Now 780-496-0063 is also our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors 
strong enough for any mini sticks tournament. You can get us on Twitter as well at Oilers Now. I am at Brendan Escott. And Dave, I believe you're at uh, Dave underscore Chet. You got it. There it is. You got All right, it. Right off the top of the head. So uh, no Oilers audio from today as they are still on the ice. But what we'll do, because we had an opportunity, or Bob did yesterday, to sit down with head coach of the Oilers, Dave Tippett. We'll get to a couple comments from him. And this is our Oilers Now audio vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. Where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. So we had been saying sort of towards late November, early December, need more time to have passed for Dave Tippett to have a better assessment of what he's working with with this team while we've passed the midway point. And here's what Tippett had to say about his group. You know, I don't know if there's any surprises, but we had some question marks, you know, that uh, coming into the season, how things were going to fit together. Um, one of the biggest surprises as a player has been Ethan Bear, you know, him coming into camp and playing the way he has and and not just being in our starting lineup, but the, the amount of minutes and situations we put him in and he's excelled in has been real. You know, that's a pleasant surprise for us. Um, getting to know the whole group, though, you get to know personalities of players. Obviously, uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, their impact on the team. Um, you know, our, the two goaltending rotation that we've gone through a little bit has been, uh, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but there was some question marks there. You're, you know, coming in, you weren't sure how things were going to go, and for the most part, it's been pretty good. You know, Schmidt had a tough December, but but uh, cost has been pretty steady most of the, most of the way, so um, surprised, no. Uh, feeling good about it most of the time, you know, so there's a, there's a lot of factors that come into it. But all in all, I think it's been um, a good first half, but I think there's lots of room for improvement. So in playoff position, over halfway through the season, you've got Dave Tippett, who has proven to this point to be pretty well even keel no matter the circumstance. And that's important for a group that was looking to have some stability and that came right from uh, Ken Holland that came right from Bob Nicholson and the hiring of Ken Holland and then the subsequent hiring of Dave Tippett as well if they were looking for stability and we know they were I believe that they've got it and part of that is how level-headed Dave Tippett stays I think that's part of who I am a little bit I'm, I'm uh, I don't get too far up and not too far down and and we're trying to build something here we're trying to build something sustainable so um, having the emotion swings is that's not something that's going to help us grow so you try to keep things even keel and uh, last night's win is I mean as a coach or even you know anybody involved with the game you're involved in that game there's a great atmosphere in Toronto Connor's playing well and our team's playing well you come out of that game I mean there's you're happy you're you're inside you're happy but you've got to keep everything even keel and, and same thing we've had some games where I didn't like the way we played or we've been tired and didn't play very well um, I think you got to you got to keep that in perspective you know, so every game there's a way to try to build your group uh, moving forward, and it could be a win, it could be a loss, and I keep those things in the back of my mind rather than let emotion uh, get involved, whether it's good or bad. And to me, having that kind of mentality as as the real veteran presence in the room, as the coach is supposed to be, this team's leadership core is very young, as I don't need to tell you. So having a guy like Tippett in there, I think, has been really impactful, and and it shows more times than others. Uh, 
Dave mentioned the consistency uh, earlier on, and yeah, that's definitely a factor, but they're learning, and I think that they've got a great guy to learn from. We'll press pause here early on Oilers Now. Again, that was our audio vault brought to you by Direct Workwear. When we come back, Bob will join us from Montreal. We'll talk about how they looked at practice. We'll talk about Matt Benning's presence on the ice. It is Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, tip of the cap to Russ Moore in the uh, imaging department here at the Chorus Entertainment Building. Mark Knopfler, underrated guitar player, man. Love it. We've got the regular host of the show on standby here. It is Brendan Escott in the big chair, but let's send it over to Montreal. We are joined by Bob, who's checking in live from Oilers practice. Bob, I trust the travels went okay this morning. Uh, How's the team looking out on the ice? Yeah, well, no, we were a little bit delayed. Uh, Obviously a very tragic day for uh, specifically the, uh, you know, the Iranian-Canadian community and put things in perspective on a day like today so uh you know condolences in that regards uh and it just kind of put everything else in perspective got in a little bit late uh, but the team did hit the ice right at two o'clock here at uh Sonterbell. and uh not surprisingly a couple changes matt benning has joined the team i know people uh, i know you've already alluded to that and uh gene put that out via twitter um He's played every shift so far in uh, the drills, three-on-two drills and that sort of thing, uh, with William Lagason. And to me, probably looks still probably going to need, you know, at least three hard practices before this would be the first one, before I think he'd even be considered. He had two concussions within a span of three weeks, uh, the high stick from the Evander Kane play, which inexplicably was not called. And then he took the the uh, the shot from Josh Lebo against uh, the Vancouver Canucks on December 1st. So he has not uh, been in the lineup uh, since. And when you get two of those in a span of... Uh, uh, three weeks, that's never a good thing. And no further illustration than when Jared Stoll was in the letter. I remember he got blown up the second time by Samuel Paulson, and he was uh, out for a while, and he wasn't the same the rest of that year. So the Oilers are uh, taking some time. Gaetan Haas actually just now looked like he tweaked something. I don't know if he took a shot. Uh, but uh, Haas today was uh, centering uh, Sam Gagne and uh, Alex Chason. Jujar Cairo, based on today's line combinations, looks like he's coming out. Cairo's on the ice for uh, two of the goals against the uh, Maple Leafs' third and fourth lines the other night. And those goals were both, uh, you know, where he was the third man high. So, but and interestingly enough, Mike Smith is in the starters net today here in Montreal. Canadians do not practice here, Brendan. And I wonder if we might see Mike Smith get a fourth consecutive start. And you know what? We've seen Tippett not necessarily stick to any particular formula for his goaltending ro- um, rotation, but if he's if he's playing the way that he is, and more importantly than that, if the team's playing this way in front of him, do you go back to him against Montreal? Um, you know, I was would be a little bit surprised, I think. And now maybe what the plan is is they're going to play Koskinen against Calgary and give Smith uh, the fourth consecutive start. Put it this way, I think they're going to split the next two starts. So if Smith starts, and based on today, again, he is in the starter's net. Uh, if he starts, and maybe they haven't even told him yet. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, the team will have a morning skate tomorrow, but my guess is tomorrow's practice is an optional. So this is about as close to a dress rehearsal. Just looking over at Haas here, he's limping around 
of course, skating's part of his game. And, uh, you know, the Canadians have had some Swiss players here before Mark Streit, uh, Sven Andreghetto, they brought him over. So I'm going to be keeping a bit of an eye on Haas as well, who is a right shot and he's been okay. He's an even player on the year. So, uh, you know, in terms of Smith, I'd say right now, if I were a, I, I think they're going to split, but if I were a betting man right now, it looks like Mike Smith's going to get the call tomorrow, Brendan. So let me ask you this, Bob, because when they came out of the holiday break, it was a bit flat. They just had the off day uh, in Toronto, no less. Uh, what's the pace of practice like right now? Do they look like they're nice and crisp? Well, it looks like a completely different. Here's the thing: so they play the 13 games in the 24 days. Nobody wants to look when you're when you're the Oilers and you miss the playoffs 12 out of 13 years. You don't want to hear about. There's a term now called scheduled losses, where scheduling plays a factor in a team's performance. And you know, I had a, a guy I trust that knows sports uh, reach out to me probably in August and take a look at our schedule and say, you know, I can see Edmonton getting off to a real good start here. You guys got good separations uh, between all your road games on the road. You got those three games. You got two games at home against you know teams in LA and Vancouver that missed the playoffs last year. And then you you go out and you, you go to the island and you get New Jersey and the Rangers, two more teams that uh, missed the playoffs last year. Um, the Islanders aren't our highest-scoring team. You go into Chicago, they missed the playoffs last year. Like, you guys have got a real good schedule in October. I, and, and this individual told me, and I'll share this with you, this individual is connected currently to the National Hockey League, and he said, uh, I'm here to tell you, I could foresee you guys having a real good start to the year, but December would concern me if I was the Edmonton Oilers because you got 13 games in 24 days. Well, guess what? 13 games in 24 days and uh, that's that, right? They, they struggled through it. Now they've had some, now their January schedule is really easy. they got nine games over a span of 37 days. And there's certain things that maybe if you travel with teams, and Brendan, you're around the Crusaders, and maybe you'll follow them on to, uh, you know, if they make it to the Royal Bank Cup, maybe you'll follow them all the way there. Uh, but when you're around a group on a day-to-day, you get a bit of a sense of their energy level and that sort of thing. And uh, they were clearly depleted in January. Uh, Yamamoto coming up has given them a spark. I look at today's uh, move with Gagne uh, looking like he's going to play on the left side with Chase on, and I'm wondering to myself, is this a precursor of things to come as to maybe where a guy like uh, Tyler Benson at some point, maybe by the middle of February, might end up? So we'll have to wait and see in that regard. But you try to read into certain situations. So is there a spark in the practice it's pretty good but they've had way better practices here they've had real practices and they didn't have any when you're playing 13 games in 24 days off so this schedule including going in on montreal by the way has got three games in four days and they've got four top nine forwards out of lineup there's a chance gallagher's back tomorrow but they're a different team as well so a valid question uh haas has jumped back into a a three-on-two drill here so we'll continue to monitor that we've got about two minutes here do you get any sense that this could be a trap game only because montreal's coming off seven losses in a row and you already mentioned all those injuries if you don't have a pulse playing in this building there's this is the best just just so everybody's clear about this it's listening right now you know like they this is about as well designed of a building as there is for anybody that's ever been here they know what i'm talking about uh there's steep seats the fans are in the game they're knowledgeable they love the game 
You don't have a pulse if you can't play in this building. Now, that said, the Oilers came in here and laid a 5-1 stink bomb back in 2015-16. Like, just a horrendous performance on Super Bowl uh, weekend under Todd McClellan. They lost 5-1, and then they lost 8-1 the next day against the Islanders. Uh, so, valid question. I would hope that wouldn't be the case. And I just think right now there's a good energy about the team right now. And I'm going to circle back to Yamamoto and what he's bringing and playing McDavid on dry settle on separate lines. So I expect a an engaged Oilers team. And Haas continues to flex here as this goes on through practice. All right, Bob. Well, we'll park it there. I'll, uh, I'll let you get back to it. And we'll check in tomorrow with a much more detailed uh, preview of sure. Oilers and Habs. Well, we'll try to. We'll try to. All right. Have <laughs> All fun, right. Brendan. Thanks, Bob. And thanks, Dave Campbell, for us as well, okay? Absolutely. There you go. That is Bob Stoffer checking in from the Bell Centre in Montreal at Oilers practice. So perhaps I jumped the gun a little bit in saying that Benning might be ready to go. But logic would indicate to me, again, that if, if the intent was to get him playing sooner than later, that would have been an easier and probably more financial, lo- financially logical decision to have him play in Calgary. But it does also make sense because, as I understand it, with concussion recovery, you've got to figure out how it's going to feel when you get your heart rate up, especially to game speed. So if he's going to go practice there a couple of times and then not play but still be skating at game speed, that also makes a lot of sense as well. We'll check in with our headliner presented by Touchback Safety here on Oilers Now. That is Brian Lawton coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Brendan Escott with you today on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.